Welcome back to the Tube Station podcast, hosted by myself, Noel Joseph, and my friend, Jack Deem. Uh, today is another, uh, I don't know if we'll call it quick hitters, it'll be all over the place though, no one main topic. Um, But I think we wanted to start with some current events because uh, no different than 2020, 2021 seems to be packed with all sorts of crazy current events and just interesting shit. And a lot of this stuff I don't think you hear on the mainstream news just because, like I said, there's so much going on they can't get to everything. And um, some of these aren't like huge news, but it's interesting nonetheless. So we pulled a few topics that we wanted to kind of just go over real quick and... um, like I said, this will be all over the place, so we shall see where it goes. We're at episode 32. Pretty cool. Trudging along in the uh, new year. And, like almost uh, a third of the way to 100? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Next one will be. But nonetheless, um, we're going to start with some current events, as you said before. Um, Parlor, have you... Did you like see this app or like download this? app? I had Parlor, dude. Oh, you had it. Yeah, I downloaded what it. What even um, is it? So it's, it's literally Insta- it's Instagram. Oh, it's Instagram without like you worrying about getting pulled for saying the wrong thing. And um, the reason I got Parlor was probably like six months ago. Um, there was a podcast that I used to listen to. I haven't really listened to it in a while. I don't even know if they're still releasing episodes, but um, it's this dude, Tommy G, and he's like this conspiracy theorist. He was like, he was like a big Wall Street dick and like, he had like a big sports betting company. Like he's done all this shit. He's like super friggin' rich, but now he's just like super deep into conspiracy theories and political or science conspiracies, aliens, like whatever it is. He talks about all that kind of stuff. And I found him like probably close to a year ago through um, my buddy Sickles, who everybody knows by now. But um, when he first got kicked off of Instagram, um, he moved to Parlor and like he was posting everything like, yo, go follow me on Parlor. Like it's safe here. Like you won't get banned for saying shit here. And I like kind of identify with that because I did get banned off Twitter twice. The first time was like, they didn't tell me what I did. And like, it still says my account is suspended. And by definition, suspension is temporary. Yeah. But it's been like six months and like, <laughs> I'm never getting this account back. And they haven't told you what you did, dude. That's so No, weird. like I, like at first I was devastated because Twitter has always, or it always was one of, one of, if not my biggest, um, biggest social media presence. And I just, I used it like, like I'd think of funny shit to say and I'd tweet that or sometimes I'd just be like, like high as balls laying in bed, like two in the morning and just like think of something and tweet it. And, um, I actually did that on the tube station account yesterday. Um, (laughs) but so, yeah, so I pretty much downloaded it. I never really used it much because like starting a whole social media fresh is like a pain in the ass. Cause like you don't even remember who to follow and not to mention it's like a new completely new platform. So a lot of people aren't even on there yet. Um, but I did download it and like, I'd kind of hop on there every now and then just to see like what Tommy G and some of those other, uh, conspiracy people who got kicked off of Twitter and Instagram were posting. Um, but after I heard the news, I like went onto my phone to see if I like could still get into the app. Because remember when they took like uh, Vine down back in the day? If you had Vine, you could still use it. You just yeah. couldn't like re-download it or anything. So I was wondering if that would be the case. But I went on my phone and it like completely uninstalled the app. So it uninstalled it off your phone. Yes, bro. So it just and disappeared, ceased to exist. Yeah, like it's just not Dude. on my phone anymore. <laughs> and the it's power like power that they like the power that tech companies hold is that's crazy. what I'm saying, bro. Like after I saw that happen. Like, I, 
Like I don't even like I I don't even I definitely don't agree with like all these social media companies like banning Trump for life. But obviously they can do whatever they want because they like it's their service and like I guess that's just how it is. Like free speech doesn't apply when you're on like a even though it's quote unquote public, it's really not like public. Somebody owns it, so they can really dictate what's on there. And I think that becomes dangerous when they can just like kick people off for having like wrong viewpoints or not wrong, but opposing viewpoints. And, um, and I, I, re I genuinely, I think, okay, the first time I got banned off Twitter, I did, it, it was during like the census time and these, I kept getting shit in the mail to fill out my census and I never did because like, fuck that. They were like, you're going to get fined $5,000 if you don't fill this out. And then one day, like, some asshole showed up at my house. And he's like, like, I noticed you uh, haven't filled out your census yet. Like, what's like, what's wrong? And I was just like, dude, shut the... F like, it's 2020, bro. Why the fuck are we still doing this? Like, you know... Like, we have such high uh, intelligence programs. Like, they don't need to go fucking door to door to see how many Americans are in the country. They know. And I was just annoyed, and I may or may not have tweeted, the next census dick to show up my, at my house will get shot. And obviously, if you know me, this is a joke. I'm not going to murder a fucking census dick for showing up. But I I never got confirmation, but I always assumed that was the reason that I got Probably, kicked off. And yeah. it makes sense because technically it's a threat for at a government worker. Right. Wasn't wasn't my best moment. But... So from there, I created another Twitter, and that lasted like a week. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I didn't say a word on that. I think they just like figured Saw out that it was, was still you, me. Right. And I was like, like how? I'm not like I'm, dude. I'm a normal person. Like I had fucking 500 followers. Like how did they find me? And like why are they so worried about me? Like I get them going after Tommy G, people like that who have hundreds of thousands followers. of followers and like right. actual power in what they say. But they just tracked my ass down and shut me down real quick. But <laughs> my point is, is like the fact that Apple and Android just like have the power to like completely pull a platform off just because of like the user base being like mainly Republicans. And like I said, I wasn't on Parler a lot and I've like heard mostly mainstream media and shit like that people who are defending this saying that it was like a place where a lot of white supremacists and people like that gathered and i mean i never went on the app a lot but all the people that i like heard of having to move to parlor like they they weren't racist like they didn't talk about any of that shit they were talking about like government corruption and like like pizzagate like all that deep sketchy conspiracy shit that's like real sensitive topic um but when when companies like Apple and Android can just straight like kick something off of the Apple Store and the Android Store, which like pretty much right. means you can't access it like from any device, mm -hmm. like it just shows that whatever they want, like they're gonna get because they control technology. Right. I don't know the exact details of like why it was pulled. I mean, I, I honestly don't really care. I. I don't think it should be pulled. I don't think anyone's political views should be suppressed. Now, if it was for the reason of, like, white supremacy and maybe, like, you know, the KKK is on there posting, all right, we're having our fucking lynching tomorrow at noon, then, yeah, like, right. fucking pull the app. But, but yeah, I, I didn't see that, so but like, I don't know. But your little census story reminded me of uh, what I sent you last week of this, like, liberal dick texting me. Um they texted me and, you know, especially around the election, I was getting, you know, three texts a day just because oh, you're, once you're in the pool, I don't even remember signing up for this shit, dude. Like, I don't know what I had to do, but they think I'm like a hardcore lib and it's just hilarious. And I was just fed up at this point because this woman texted me last Tuesday. So a week ago said Trump incited the riots at the Capitol and needs to be held accountable. Can you call Toomey? to support Trump's removal from office. And mind you, it, you're going to be listening to this this episode one day before Joe Biden becomes the president of the United States. 
Like that's and already you got been this set. text. What like five days before he's yes. becoming president? So, so. <laughs> so I'm just like fed up at this point because I know like this is probably one of the last time you know unless Trump ever becomes president again. Like I'm never gonna get like text crushed this hard by libs like trying to target the young libs. And so I was yeah, just fed I wonder, up. So I just go. I wonder if they like. Do you think they have access to like our voting records or like uh, like our political parties because that is public information. They might. Like, but I then can how look they get up my and see what number. party you're registered to. But then how they get my phone number? That's why I think like maybe I did sign up for something when I was like in high school or whatever. But right. Um, but I was getting a lot too, and I'm I'm on the same boat. I don't remember signing up for anything. But yeah, at peak, like pre-election, I was getting yeah at least two three a day. But go so on. So I'm pissed, and I respond with, "Can't we all just chill out and live our lives?" And if you've been listening to this podcast, like this is my stance on all politics all the time. Like. Yeah, I care here and there. I have my opinions here and there. But, like, in the end, like, I just want to work at my job and make some money and do some fun things with my life and then probably, you know, get married at some point, have a family. Like, I don't give a fuck who's in office. Like, Right, like, genuinely. people really didn't stress over politics this much under Obama. They did. Or, like, any other president just because, like, there wasn't so much opposition. It was just, like, another boring-ass motherfucker in office and like you got news every couple weeks but it wasn't like getting crushed with crazy shit daily so as my anger is continuing to plant itself i continued my message by saying you're literally volunteering to do this just go on vacation or spend time with people you care about like do you really want to lay on your deathbed and think wow i wasted multiple days of my life texting people over the impeachment of a president whose term ends in eight days anyways I support Biden, but Jesus, just chill. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, when you sent me that, I was dying. (laughs) Uh, The last line is kind of funny. I didn't realize how funny that is. (laughs) Because, like, that's the general, like, I literally voted for him. Like, why are you keep texting me and blowing up my phone? Like, I'm like, I did did what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I got out and voted. Like, I'm not fucking calling, like, representatives and shit. Relax. So Mary is this woman's name. Decides to get a little feisty with me. She's she shoots back. She's not she just gonna came, take this. She came back hard. Also proves that this is not a robot on the other end of this. Like this is these are actual people that are wasting their life away. But anyways, <laughs> she says the idea is to assure he can't ever run for dog catcher in the future. And yeah, I'm old, stage three C cancer, and I'm on my deathbed. I'll know I I did all I could to stop the threat of fascism. So immediately I'm like, relax, Mary. Like, <laughs> seriously, okay. take it back. I'm immediately like, calling cap on Mary. Dude. <laughs> I, she, <laughs> she's, she's not have stage three cancer, dude. Shut the fuck up. Like, also, she just the, took the, the fact that you said, like, when you're on your deathbed. She's like, well, I am on my deathbed. It's like, right. no, you know, <laughs> stop it. Also, the threat of fascism, like... Come on, bro. Like you can look <laughs> up like Steven Crowder did a great video on this and like he literally takes like the dictionary definition of fascism and just like breaks down every aspect. Like the only one that you can like. I think you can put Trump into is like suppressing and attacking media because like he does that all the time. It's just true. And like sometimes it's like total bullshit. He's just like lying and like trying to get away from the media calling him out on some shit, but at other times he just calls out the media for like not doing their job and telling the truth or having a side. Right. Of it's two sided. Right. So yeah, I see both sides, but it's like, come on, Mary. And then I finished up the conversation with, I believe the ultimate checkmate. I said, I feel sorry for you that you think this is your duty as a citizen of this country. I promise you it's not that serious. Spend time with your family on your final days. Don't text me dramatic anecdotes. Honestly, bro. Yeah, you won that. And like, (laughs) realistically, dude, if like, if this woman is seriously stage three, I didn't even know there was a three C. I thought it was just. (laughs) Is that like the new iPhone? Like the. Yeah, right. Like this might be like my ignorance to like never having cancer, but I don't even know if three C exists. It probably does, but whatever. Um, But yeah, like realistically, dude, like. I'm trying to think of someone like I really hate, but like I, I don't hate anybody as much as like some of the hardcore libs hate Trump. But like 
I can't imagine, like, if I was actually about to die, spending my life, like, for any cause. Like, I just right. want to fucking live and just try to relax and have a good time <clears throat> on my final days. Like, why? Because, you know, she's just stressing herself out. Like, right. there's no pleasure in that. Dude, it, and I just, you know, and you could counter what I said by saying, okay, maybe she doesn't have a family, right? Maybe she just literally doesn't have a single person in her life that she loves. And it's like, okay, um, you know, it still just feels like a weird thing to do on your deathbed. She literally said she's on her deathbed. So I know. Yeah, that's uh, why I'm calling Cat. I mean, yeah, summary of the story. That I mean, there is no summary of the story. That was the story, and I thought it was pretty funny. Um, Real quick, though, um, I just wanted to hear what do you, what do your do you think that Trump d- uh, deserved to get banned from like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube? Um, no, because what did he do differently that he's never done before? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's literally like they he like hit a point that like I don't know the big tech was just like fed up. Like he's he's only been lying about shit for years. Like. Sometimes he tweets the truth. Sometimes he tweets lies. That's like just been happening. And it's like, so this is like the final straw just because like people stormed the Capitol. Like he didn't do anything different. I know. Like to me, I feel like they're taking like they're taking advantage of the fact that he's leaving. I think like, right, exactly like that. And like they have a, did the impeachment fully go through like, I don't even know how impeachment works, to be honest. I know like, we were talking has, about this too. It has to go through the House and the Senate, and I know the House approved it. I think it has to go to the Senate. The Senate might have approved it too. I'm not sure because I did see that he got impeached twice, but I don't even understand how all this shit works. But I don't. I, just, I don't know. I just. I feel like they're taking the impeachment because this time they have like a really good shot and like good evidence and shit because they tried like multiple they tried like with the russia like interference they tried like multiple shit things to like to get them out and i feel like now that they have like a solid like lots of backing and evidence or like whatever they need to impeach them they're just piling on all this other shit like oh we'll kick them off all social media too and like hopefully like we can press criminal charges too like they're just trying to stack all this shit into one he's he's low-key getting bullied bro he is, um, but I've also I'm I'm excited to see who he decides to pardon. Like I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne's like almost a lock, and I've seen people saying like like you guys were all talking shit on Wayne. Like dude was playing chess. Like <laughs> like he was he not knew. playing checkers. He was playing chess. Like this was all a plan. He knew he was gonna get those charges because it was from something like five or ten years ago. Right. And, like, he probably knew the case was coming, so he's like, all right, if I bro down with Trump real quick, he's probably going to lose. And even if he doesn't, I think they still do pardons at the end of their term, usually. I think everyone does, yeah. Every president. Do they only do it when they're about to leave or at the end of each term? No, I think when they're about to leave. Oh. Well, he was probably just like, I think Trump's going to take the L, so I might as well just full send. And he did, and I'm pretty sure he's about to get pardoned, which is kind of sick. Yeah, that is dope. All right, in other news, uh, flu cases lowest in recorded history. <laughs> like, bro. What? bro. That's what like, I'm like. What? I've been saying that these COVID numbers are like extremely inflated and just complete bullshit. And everyone's like, oh, you're a COVID denier. Like, you say COVID's a hoax. No, it's not a hoax. Right, no, but like, right. That's not they're what blowing the shit out of proportion, bro. Like, there's literally no fucking chance that this is the lowest year in flu history. And, like, and then they make that stupid argument and, like, it collapses on itself because they say everyone's getting COVID because nobody's wearing masks. But they're right. like, nobody's getting the but flu because no everyone's, flu wearing, everyone's masks. wearing a mask. It's yeah. like, no, pick one. <laughs> no, like, bro. people aren't wearing masks. So just go with that. But, like, you can't say, well, people are wearing masks, and that's why this is down, but people aren't wearing masks, and this is why this is up. It's like... That's why, I mean, yeah. Opinion aside, it factually doesn't make sense. Like No, like, how, I I really how? would like to hear uh, some specialist or doctor. Right. Like, give me a reason that this makes sense, other than the fact that the COVID numbers are just completely inflated. 
or not in well, I guess they would be inflated because they'd be misinterpreted right. as it would COVID be as cases flu, when they're really right. flu cases. Exactly. So it it really is confusing. I don't know. That that is funny to me though. But like um, like I said that to my mom a while ago, and like and she pulled out the like, well, that's because people are extra cautious. Like they're wearing masks and like social distancing, and I was like. And why are COVID numbers going up? And she was like, right. well, because like everybody won't wear their mask. It's like, what? Well, COVID, I guess you could say COVID is more, uh, what's it called? Like contagious. Yeah, contagious. Transmittable. And it's like that much more? <laughs> like that much? That no, much where like, the cases are skyrocketing and yet the numbers of the flu are lowest in recorded history. Like that's the biggest gap I've ever seen. That's what I'm saying. Like I remember seeing something about like it was a couple months ago too. It was probably two or three months ago, saying that COVID cases were down, down like, uh, or uh, flu cases were down like ninety five percent or something. So I wonder if that has it's like even more than that now or or less or what. But I, yeah, I can't think of a like reasonable explanation for why that's happening other than they're falsely classifying covid cases when they're actually flu right all right just just real quick th- right here uh, this says the cdc reported more than sixty-five thousand cases of the flu nationwide during the 2019 flu season during the same time period this flu season the agency reported a little over a thousand cases so from sixty-five thousand to a little over a thousand like how it just i don't know Okay, continue. To sum up current events, the the Trump administration just executed its 13th person in six months. Uh, To put that into perspective, that's more than four times the number of executions since the death penalty was reinstated in 1988. So since 1988, and in the past six months, there's been four times more executions. Uh, which is only 13. So wait, what? So that means what? They killed two people? Th- three people? Yeah. Yeah, they killed three people prior to six months ago since 1988, and now they've killed 13. Um, I mean, we're, I'm... We're going to get into the death penalty just for a second. This is going to be kind of our part two of this episode because we have some thoughts, and we think it's one of those topics that... You know, we could see both sides, but we have some thoughts on them. Do you want to go ahead and read, uh, you know, before we get into anything else, what some of these 13 people that were killed in the last six months did, why they were killed? Yeah, so I don't, this isn't, um, this isn't super recent. This is, uh, these are 2019, that like the end of 2019 um, executions. But this is from uh, the Department of Justice's website. I'll just read a couple of them just so you can get an idea of what kind of people they are. We have... um, Say their names, too. We have a man, uh, Daniel Lewis Lee. He was a member of a white supremacist group. He murdered a family of three, including an eight-year-old girl, after robbing and shooting the victims with a stun gun. So he didn't kill them. He just shot them with a stun gun, which, like, pretty much fucks your muscles. It's like you're getting, you're getting tased. So like you're still there mentally, but your body stops working. So that's fucked to begin with. Keep that in mind. After the stun gun, he covered their heads with plastic bags, sealed the bags with duct tape, and weighed down each victim with rocks and threw the family of three into the Illinois bayou. On May 4th, 1999, a jury in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Arkansas found Lee guilty of numerous offenses. So this is from 1999. This is 20, 21 years ago. Or right. At that point, it was 20 years ago. But, I mean, if you support the death penalty, which I do, like, we definitely got to streamline this bitch. Because, like, 20, that's 20 years of food. That's 20 years of, like, jail costs and shit right. like read we need read to sh- one more guy speed that up um this one is extra disturbing not that the last one wasn't but uh wesley ira perky violently raped and murdered a 16 year old girl then dismembered burned and dumped the young bodies young girl's body into a septic pond 
If you don't know what a septic pond is, it's like a shit reserve. It's like a pond full of sewage and garbage and shit. <clears throat> Okay, um, so and that oh he was also convicted in a state court for using a claw hammer to bludgeon to death. What does bludgeon mean? Like beat to death, I guess. Yeah. To b- beat to death an eighty-year-old woman who suffered from polio and polio and walked with a cane. So that dude's like a mega piece of shit. <laughs> so that's just two examples, right? Of so the that, type of that, people who whole- get capital punishment. So to now cover the death penalty and our opinions on it, um, first of all, we are both supporters of it, correct? Yes. Um, So let's talk about the reasons people don't support the death penalty. So the main overlying reason is that if you believe that death and murder is morally wrong, then why are we allowing the federal government to endorse it as a punishment um personally i don't you can speak for yourself but i will say that i do not believe that murder is morally wrong um in every case murder is right killing someone is not well you need to distinguish isn't that the same isn't murder just killing someone no murder is killing somebody with like like anger and like murder is a crime Oh, okay, okay. Murder okay, is like killing yeah. something, somebody illegally and like with like an angry intent where like okay. execution is like somebody paying for their crime. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, never mind. Do not endorse murder. <laughs> but, but killing. Killing on the other Because hand. like I was just real quick, like there's this, like it's a little embarrassing that I watch him, but fuck it. There's this, have you ever seen the Dr. Witnesser on TikTok? Yes. Yeah, so I watch him sometimes just because, like, why, dude? I don't He's know. I like the the Bible interests me. Like, I'm I'm not religious at all, but the stories and stuff do interest me, and I I like hearing about it. But um, but he was talking to somebody today, and he made that distinction. He's like, because uh, the person he was talking to is like in the military, and she was like, uh, she's like, I've killed people. Like, does that make me like a bad person? And he's like, well, you didn't murder them. Like, you you were killing them to, like, protect our country and to protect people. So there's, like, a difference. And that's what that oh. made me think of. All right. Well, then automatically checkmate any religious thing I was about to use as a reason that people yeah, I mean, against he's the like death penalty, the, which is one. Like, um, full-blown Christian. So if he says it, like. So I guess that just leaves um, the financial implication of the death penalty, which, like, you kind of tried to cover already. Like, it. You know, we're housing someone who is eventually going to die. We know this uh, for 20 years. Like we're feeding them for 20 years. We're supporting their life for 20 years just to and know that we're going to kill them eventually. Like, and I, I don't really even think don't that understand. that's the expensive part because I'm looking at uh, uh, a statistic here. It says death penalty case costs were counted through to execution and the median cost is one point two six million non death penalty co- case costs were counted through the end of incarceration, median cost around seven hundred forty k. So it's like one, it's like one and a quarter million versus three quarter million. But we can fix that very easily, right? Uh, Noel and I have a very genius and short-lived solution to the cost effectiveness of the death penalty, and that is that. If someone has been so obviously convicted and proven guilty of one of these heinous crimes, I say you just take them to the back, have one of the homies do their thing, and then that's that. Zero dollars. How much does one bullet cost? Depends. It could be under a dollar. It could be (laughs) around like two or three bucks, but... Not and, nowhere near a million. I'll tell you that. Yeah, right we're now. in 2021 now, so we you could get need, a solid. We don't even need gold, a person. You can get a solid gold bullet, dude, and you need like thousands of them to reach 1.26 million. And we don't even need a person to have the guilt and conscience that they killed someone, even though I'm sure there's many that would ask any cop. But um, we could have like a robot just do it. You know, uh, wait, is lethal injection a person? Or does, like, a machine do it? I think there's um, uh, 
I think there's probably a person like running the machine. Right. But it's not like a person sticks like a needle in your arm. Right. I think they okay. just like type in like they hit the like go button and right. just like <laughs> go. Just fuck them. Uh, it's a green go button. Um, um, just real quick. It says in 36 in the 36 states, the federal government and U.S. military that currently have the death penalty statutes. Five different methods of execution are prescribed. Lethal injection, electrocution, lethal gas, firing squad and hanging. Okay, you can get rid of lethal gas, electrocution, <laughs> and lethal injection. I mean, you could keep electrocution because that's probably cheap. But firing squad and hanging, those are the two cheap ones. Hanging is free, bro. <laughs> you can reuse that shit forever. Honestly, I wouldn't mind bringing back a guillotine because it's super quick, painless. You just lose your head in like a snap. And like if you did some public, public guillotine action for like child rapists and shit like that, It'd send the message like, fuck, if, like, if you're going to do it, go ahead, but you're going to get your head chopped off in public and everyone's going to watch and clap. So that's the thing, too. I don't know why we are the way we are, and I'd love to talk to someone who uh, wants to abolish the death penalty and just like hear like their counters to this, and maybe we will someday. But, um, you know, I don't feel, you know, maybe I should. Maybe we'll get flack for this. Maybe we'll get canceled for this. I really don't care because... A part of me thinks that these people deserve to die like terrible, terrible deaths. Like, like I'm being, I feel like I'm being nice right now saying like they should get, you know, like guillotine or like shot Quick or something. Quick bullet in the like, head, yeah. Like that's like, I feel like I'm being generous. Oh, you are because I, I also think that there's situations where at least personally, I would be totally okay with like you have a guy who like raped like a 13 year old girl. Now you can let that dad go into a locked room with that person with any weapon of choice and do as he pleases. He gets 30 minutes to do whatever he wants. And if he beats the dude to a pulp and lets him live and rot out in prison, he's allowed to do that. If he walks in, shoots him in the face, he can do that. And he can also chop off his cock, all of his fingers, toes, then go to ankles and wrists and like do some crazy shit. Whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. He could go in there. And he could just like yell at him, or yeah, you know, he, like he exactly. he can do literally whatever he wants. Yeah, like right. And then he can leave if he wants to do that. Like that's the thing. And you know, the first time I really started to think about kind of the death penalty and just like the justice system and stuff and how it works is um this Black Mirror episode I watched. You know, when I first started watching Black Mirror, it was my favorite episode at the time. It's called White Bear. I think we actually talk about it in like episode three. Um, when we talk about Trippy Future, I think is the na- name of the episode, but. Um, in this episode, long story short, this couple kidnaps and like rapes and kills and just like does terrible things to their daughter, who's a minor and their punishment. And you don't know this till the end is that they have to relive like a terrible, like movie, like they're in a movie and they have to relive it constantly. So that's, is that white bear? Yeah, White Bear. So in this movie, like, just terrible things happen to her. Like, she thinks she's being chased. She thinks she's being targeted. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's feeling every terrible emotion you can think of. Anxiety, fear, blah, blah, blah. She, like, wakes up and gets chased by these, like, crazy fucks with, like, masks and, like, chainsaws. And, like, it's just scary shit. And then there's, like, people that come and, like, rescue her. And she thinks they're rescuing her and then take her to, like, a worse place. And just bad shit happens. And at the very end... She comes to this place and it gets unveiled that there's like an audience watching her for their enjoyment. And it's like a full on type of entertainment. And then she gets taken back to the starting point, injected with some, you know, fluid that we obviously don't have the invention of yet. And her memory gets completely wiped and it restarts. And a new and audience comes in. She relives that same thing every right. day. And it's like a public attraction for all the and good people. It's like literally like at the end of the episode, you're like, holy shit, this is the worst punishment like any human being could ever think of. Yeah, because like if you didn't erase your mind, like you just like you you'd be like, all right, they're not gonna kill me. Like I just gotta get right. to the end point, and like then but I just every crowd, single time she goes through it. But she to like live know. through, I know to live through that fear as if it's the first time every yes. single day, bro. Yes. Like that's gotta destroy your mind. It's literally like a ride at Disneyland too. Like it, there's like audience, like there's a line to like watch it, like all this stuff. And it's just crazy that to think like, you know, that's the complete flip side of what 
you know, this government and what current day punishment is with the exception of the death penalty. And it's kind of like, I'm the guy that watches white bear and I'm thinking, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I'd go watch let's it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Like, like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, dude, if you like, I like, I don't know how you would watch it. Like watch the whole thing unfold. But like, honestly, like this is black mirror. So they got crazy technology. So you could hide behind right. like a, a one-sided like thing. So people can see through you, but you can like see that like some crazy shit. So you could like watch everything that happened. But like, I'm not going to lie, dude, I'd pay like, I'd pay 50 bucks to like go watch. I don't, I'm trying to think of like a famous fucking like bin Laden, bro. Yeah, to watch Bin, like Laden. Bin dude. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, you know watch Bin Laden. Like, just get fucking tortured. It'd be sick. And dude. like at the end, you just be like, "Yeah, let's go, fuck you, America, baby." Right, and then he's like all confused, and then they send him back, and you're like, "All right, so you guys want to hit like a red robin or something?" <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's just literally like an everyday thing. Like your life just proceeds, <laughs> right? And then he goes through it again for the next audience. Like, I just. I don't know. That's that's my opinion. A little anecdote there, but I I thought that was that's how I feel. Yeah, but I mean, I uh, the fact that um, these death penalties cost one point two six million. Like, where the fuck is that money going, <laughs> right. dude? Like, there's dude, no like, way what? that like like it, like just look at a lethal injection. There's no way that those fucking chemicals cost like even close to that amount amount of money. So like, I don't know where this money's going. But you could streamline the shit out of this and make it super cheap. Make it like between like a dollar, ten dollars in execution, maybe free if you go with the hanging. Um, right. But and, uh, yeah, I, I'm fully with the death penalty. I mean, if you tell me that somebody who like raped a 16 year old girl, fucking dismembered her, burned her and then dumped her in a septic pond. And that same dude killed an 80 year old woman with polio. Like, yes, let's watch him fucking die a brutal right. death. All and if death. you're, and if your argument, the main point here is if your argument to that is no one deserves to die, I simply don't agree. And yeah, that, I mean, the, the, the main counterpoint is that, we as humans like shouldn't be playing God and or I, I don't know if it's playing God, but it's we, we have no power to choose when somebody should lose their life and that every life is precious no matter what they did. But well, that's I don't bad. agree. Right. No, we just, just not we true. simply just don't think so. Like, yeah. Oh, like Osama bin Laden, like just did not deserve like to live. No. But I do see like I do see the side of letting them just rot in prison forever because like if I was facing the death penalty or life in prison, I think I'd I'd, I'd want the death penalty unless I thought there was a chance that I could be proven innocent after the fact. But if there was like like just straight hardcore evidence against me like killing somebody or whatever. Right. That was the one thing I was going like, to say too. Is like I, I want just the death penalty, dude. I don't want to like I don't want to I cuz with modern advancements in technology, like there's a solid chance that I'm living in there till I'm like 90 years old. That's fucking right. 70 years in prison, dude. Like right. just just fucking kill me. I'm good to go. Like fucked up. I guess this life's over, but I'm not sitting in the cell for 70 years. It's not and happening. And that's kind of the reason why too. Like that's an underrated reason why I support the death penalty is it's a fear tactic. Like if they said, yo, the death penalty has just changed. If you're found guilty and sentenced to the death penalty, you get taken to the back and you get popped right there. Worse yet, you get taken to the back and you get stoned to death by 30 people that just hate you. Like that would scare me off from murder personally. Like if I, if for some reason I had a thought of murder, I'd be scared off by that realization. But that's the thing. Like it could be like a public, like, do you know what quartering is? Yes. Like how they like tie like each arm to a horse and each leg to a horse and they'd like smack their asses and they'd run apart and like rip you into four pieces. Yes. Like that's what they used to do way back in the day. But I feel like if you're a murderer or a rapist, like nothing's stopping you. You're going to do it either way. 
dude but that's like the same thing with the gun like that's the whole gun control argument too it's like uh, if if someone who like wants to shoot up a school really wants to do it then they're gonna like find a way and it's like right well, and that's that's I mean, why i'm not that i mean that's why personally i'm not for gun control i don't think like getting rid of guns is gonna do anything i think if somebody where, wants to kill somebody wants to kill a bunch of people and they can't get a gun then they'll do like what the kid at Franklin Regional did. They'll run around and stab 20 people. Like people are going to find a way if they really want to do it. But you don't think it'll reduce the numbers? Statistically, no, because like if you look at places like UK, they like banned guns and violent crime went up. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. Because like I, I'd like to see like, people you know, think in the past- more guns means more gun violence, but it actually doesn't. More guns actually means less gun violence, which is like sounds completely backwards and like it makes no sense. It's kind of but, I mean, um, if you think about it, it's true. Yeah. I, yeah. Because there's like a story. I can't think of where it was. Maybe somewhere in Texas, there was like a mass shooting or like a potential mass shooting. And this got like pretty much no media coverage. But there was a guy there like with an AR-15 like in it. I don't know if it was in his car or whatever, but he like single handedly stopped a mass shooting. And it just got like no public media presence because that goes against the whole narrative that like guns can save lives. Yeah, I go back and forth on gun control, honestly. Um, but everything you just said makes sense to me. Uh, you know, while we're on the topic of death, the, death is an interesting thing. Um, are you are you afraid to die? Um, I say See, no, but like if it came down to it, I probably would be right. But like, this is going to like, don't nobody take this the wrong way. Nobody texts me. Are you okay? Because I'm fine. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about death. Like not excited. Excited is too much of like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like too suicidal. Right. Sounding. Excited would but be like, concerning. And like saying that I anticipate dying, like again, it's a little too negative, but like there is a lot of curiosity there and like wonder. And I genuinely don't think that it's just like a black screen and shit ends. Me too. Um, but there's no way to ever really know, but just deep down, I, I don't know what happens. I don't know if, if we reincarnate. I don't know if we go to heaven and hell. I don't know if we just fucking go into a new dimension, like some DMT type shit. I have no idea what happens, but I don't think it just goes to black and everything ends. But that's also just, I think that's just a human trait in that we like can't fathom not existing. Like we always think that there's right. something else. Right. That's perfect. So I have a quote here about death and I just like, I've kept it because it's like the reason why I think I don't fear death as of right now. Like you kind of said, like if it came down to it, I'd probably be fucking terrified. Almost guaranteed. Um, right. Like I, de yeah, I'd definitely be terrified. Like if someone like held a gun, maybe not held a gun to my right. face. Right. Not even held like, a gun. That would just be like pure fear. I'm thinking like for some reason, if we're, like, laying on our deathbed, like, we know, like, we have a disease. Right, like, if die. I got diagnosed with, like, stage four cancer right now, God right. forbid. Right, Then, like, like, I like to think that I'd just be, like, at peace with it and be, like, this is my time. Like, right. I must go to the next world. <laughs> but realistically, I'd probably be a fucking wreck. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the quote is, don't fear the return to the non-existence. You've already been there. Wow. Say that one more time. Don't fear your return to non-existence. You've already been there. Every wow. moment in time before you were born happened. That's a fact. And every time after you die will happen. And life will go on. And no one knows what will happen to you. But you know that you have already gone through it. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But like al Also... <laughs> Another side to that is like there's no definitive evidence that we didn't exist before this. Right. Right. Other than like I mean, our we memories. Could all, well, I mean, 
that we could live in a simulation and there was no such thing as history. Like we could each be in our, like you could not exist right now. Like only in my simulation. Right. Like exist. I think, yeah, I, I think of that sometimes too. Like everything around me, all of my friends that it's all your every, everything around me is a complete figment of my <laughs> Bro, imagination. Do, do you ever get like scared that you're like catching on to it and then they're going to like intervene and like take you out or something? <laughs> Like I get scared all the time. Like if I start like really getting on a roll, like thinking about stuff like that, I'm like, bro, they might just like step in and be like, all right, he's getting too smart. Yeah. I don't know. Like, dude, I, I only smoke like at the very end of the <laughs> night before I go to bed now. So I've been getting like super fucking high <laughs> and like, and like, yeah, I was having some like kind of weird thoughts like that the other night I was thinking, I was like, it's definitely possible that like nobody else exists. <laughs> like yes. it's it's a small chance, but it's like it's definitely possible that nobody exists and I just like create people and like when people come into your life like you make a new friend, like they didn't exist until you like saw right. them. No, exactly. And it's like when people walk past you, it's like they disappear behind you. Like they're not even there. But then when you look back, like the simulation kicks back in and like puts them there. No, hundred. Well, the simulation is it doesn't exist. Like it's a like simulation. You are it doesn't the, exist. Yeah. Right? That's like, what it's like. There yeah, is fuck. no like else. There's nothing else. Like your your technology. Like this is all just something you know. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that's something funny to think about, but back on the topic of death the reason i ask is just because um you you guys will be getting this episode on january 19th 2021 um on january 17th 2020 mac miller you probably know him released his how do you say posthumous 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 uh, yes. posthumous album his last <laughs> album. I, I remember at my old at my old job i was like yeah, like this rapper I listened to just posted this like it was like a posthumous album. He's like, what? <laughs> posthumous. Like, what did you say? I was like, posthumous. Like, like he's dead. He's like, oh, they're like posthumous. And I was like, ah, oh, bad. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I because mean, I was like posthumous, like post being a human. Right. Like, no, not that a human actually anymore. makes way more sense. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, I thought it was onto something, but nah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so he dropped that album. It's called Circles. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but I I believe yes. like if you if you like any type of genre of music, like you would like this album. Like no matter if you like EDM, bro, you like classic rock, like you like rap. Like if you listen to this album, you can like unanimously as people understand like, oh, this is like good music. Yeah, I was just going to say it's just like it's just good music. That's what it is. And, like, a lot of people might be turned off. I mean, obviously, I don't think our listener base, but, like, older people, like, they hear Mac Miller, they see the tattoos, they're like, right. oh, this is just some, like, white trash rapper kid. And, like, most of his music is rap. Like, everything up to swimming, with the uh, few exceptions, like his Larry Fisherman, like, mixtapes, like, um, right. run-on sentences and stuff like that. That's more just, like, vibes. But generally, he's a rapper. But I was extremely impressed, like beyond words with circles. And part of it was I had very low expectations because I knew that it wasn't done when he died. Like he didn't put, he, I, like, I don't think he chose the song order. Right. I don't even know if he had like the project together itself. I think right. they might've just taken a bunch of songs and put them into a little project. But whoever was in charge of that did an absolutely amazing job and every song on that album is just beautiful phenomenal beautiful is a great word because like it really is a beautiful album and some of the songs and lyrics it's like it's it's foreshadowing like you can see you can hear his pain and you can see what he was going through um like the song Good News, like if you listen to all the words of that, like he's just talking about how like all people want to hear from him is like good news and they like they don't want to hear about like the bad shit. And like you can just tell that there was like a lot of internal sadness and like problems there and just 
It's just, it's a fucking shame, dude, because, like, I'll say it, he is one of the goats. Like, he is one of the best musicians of all time. Certainly, certainly, like, probably top five musicians of my lifetime. And the fact that he's from Pittsburgh is just, like, it, it, it puts, like, it's, it's a special place in, in Jack and my, my heart, for sure. I agree with every single thing you just said and um you know we both have talked about it we both you know got overly emotional when we heard that he passed away and i cried coming into this album like you said like we didn't know what to expect and it was just like absolutely perfect and you know swimming in itself swimming was when swimming came out like everyone I think was like just shocked, you know, I mean, we knew he was like heartbroken and hurt because of his breakup, but it like, it was like way more than that. Like it was just who he became musically. And like, as an artist, like he was like, okay, I'm actually just going to like basically establish that I'm the goat, like right here. Like I can rap. Sure. Like a bunch of people can rap. Like I'm really good at rapping, but I'm going to go ahead and just make like fucking art. I know that's that, that's what I always say and think about Mac is like his um the he was so versatile it, it, um, like a lot of musicians they stick to their one genre so they're a rapper they're a singer or whatever and especially circles and in even a lot of swimming um like it's still rap but like the beats he uses like um his work with uh Thundercat on uh, what song does uh, Thundercat play the, the baseline on? What's, What's the, the use? use? Yeah, it's so like Thundercat, and then like him working with Anderson Pack on a couple songs, and like you can really hear and like you can if you listen to any Anderson Pack, you can hear. You can you can just tell when you listen to one Mac Miller song and one Anderson Pack song that they're like they were just perfect for each other. Right, they both had that really like funky R and B vibe to them but they were still a rapper um but then also like good lyrics like they just had every every good aspect of music all put into one right and then you know as a person i think that's just another like pillar of like who he was is like musician aside like as a person everyone who worked with him big names like they're just like this dude was a genius like he was special and uh, I think I sent you the clip actually from there was a schoolboy Q uh, interview that he has with uh, Charlemagne and they're on like a balcony and he's talking about like Nipsey and then, you know, schoolboy Q's talking about like how much he loved Nipsey. And then he literally just says, now let's talk about Mac Miller and schoolboy and Q just, just breaks it. down crying yeah. like that is someone that had such an impact on everyone that he worked with. And then it shows again, like with his fans, like ever since he died, like his fans are just absolute riders. Like they oh, will defend sure, him bro. to their like, deathbed. I, like me, um, me and like two of my buddies went down to uh blue slide park, which if you're not a Pittsburgher, that's what he named. Like, I don't know which album, probably like his fourth second no that was studio album maybe third yeah i don't know um he named one of his studio albums it was probably what like 2013 14 ish maybe yeah um but he named one of his uh albums after that park and it's like a pretty famous park in pittsburgh and especially like that area like the squirrel hill area uh 2011 okay so yeah no you're right this is his second second studio album after kids um but at Blue Slide Park, which I think they now renamed like Mac Miller's Blue Slide Park, which is just like stupid, good shit, dude. I think but, they should just keep it as Blue Slide Park because like we know, you know, like I we know, don't, yeah. We but don't. I I still respect the the shout out. But True. um, but we went down there, uh, for like the vigil. It was probably like three or four days after he died, and dude, there were so many people there, and like I. I was just, like, walking around. Like, dude, everyone was just, like, bumping old Mac, just, like, smoking blunts in the park, just chilling. Like, everyone was hanging out. And, like, I remember just, like, walking through the crowd and seeing, like, multiple people just, like, 
broken down crying. And like, I don't even think that they were necessarily people that knew Mac like personally. Cause like I said, no, like, for sure. I remember my, my, I still remember it. It's like, it's probably the second most, no, I guess it's, it's in the top three of like celebrity deaths. And like the fact that I knew exactly where I was when I heard it's Michael Jackson, Mac Miller and Kobe. I Dude, remember those are the three. three for me, bro. I those remember all three of those like three. super well, especially Michael Jackson. Cause yes. even though I was a little kid, Dude. I remember like it being huge. I was in the back of my neighbor's car on the way home from a softball game, like with like my sister's softball game in the car, like we were all in the car and I was sitting in the back, like far back passenger seat of a suburban. And they like, they said like Michael Jackson died. And then I remember going home and seeing it on the news. Like it's implanted in my mind. Same thing with Mac. I remember driving home from work and I was like right about to get to BP on Duncan for my Hampton people, which is like right near my parents' house. And my dad texted me and he said, Mac Miller's dead. And I just looked at my phone and I was like, what the fuck? And I just like, I just started tearing up on my, on my ride home. It was fucked. And then, um, yeah, so Michael Jackson, Kobe, and Mac Miller, those are the three celebrity deaths that are just, like, deeply ingrained in my mind. Right. Mac Miller, uh, I was in Hawaii, actually, at the time um, for, like, oh, really? su- surprise birthday party because it was in, like, September, early September, I think. Yeah, September um, 18th, I think. Um, and I just, like, wake up and, maybe? you know, we're six hours behind, so I just wake up and look at my phone and it's just like all over. And that's when, when I heard and I was just completely devastated. Listen to Mac, you know, the entire day. And it's kind of the same thing with juice. Yeah. World. I mean, immediately you just like throw on swimming and you're right. like, fuck. Um, but yeah, I, I think we can end on the fact that it's interesting to me how celebrities can die and it can make you cry like someone you've never met. And it just depends on, like, the impact that they had, like, I think in your life. Like, if they hold, like, a cornerstone in your personality, I think that's what it, what it means. I think, uh, yeah, definitely for Mac. But, like, like I was never – I've never been a huge basketball fan. Um, I've always liked basketball, but I never watched a ton of it. Um, like, even as a kid and, and now, I still don't watch, like, I don't watch jack shit until, like, the playoffs. Like, I'll catch a game here and there, but, like, I would never say, like, Kobe or LeBron had any impact on my childhood. But for whatever, I think it was the brutality and the abruptness of Kobe and Gigi and the and the other uh, six people or however many there were. Just the brutality and, like, the the rarity and the craziness like, like of the that. The shock and, like, factor, I think, is what right, got me. Like, just like that. I remember sitting like my TV was like where it used to be. It's not there anymore. But I remember sitting there. I was scrolling on my phone and I saw it and I just like I immediately went to like our friends group chat and I said, I think Kobe died. I was and, on like, FaceTime actually with one of our friends and she's like talking and I just like a little like, you know how like this text message thing will like. Yeah, slide it says like no OG squad. Yes. <laughs> I forget who texted me, but it just said Kobe's dead. And I was just like, I got to go. And just like hung up on her, went on Twitter. You know, at first I know, it's TMZ I saw it. and you're just like, okay, maybe it's not true. Like, you know. Right. That's how it was at first. Cause like, it, yeah, it was like TMZ and like a couple like weird, like sleeper accounts. Like you saw people post it and they was like, all right, like hopefully this isn't true. But then like within 10 minutes, like everybody right. had picked the up news, the story and it was right. like, fuck um, dude, this is real. So, yeah, I think that's that was the thing for Kobe. But, um, you know, Mac Miller, he <laughs> if you do you let, think let's we would give, care so much if we weren't from Pittsburgh? No, because like I don't I don't even know. Like, I think I I would know who Mac Miller is. But like, I remember my sister showing me like kids and on and on and beyond and Blue Slide Park. Like, I remember my sister getting the CD for Blue Slide Park. Like she was in middle school and I was probably in elementary school or maybe like just getting into middle school. And I remember her having that CD and she like turned me on to, to Mac. And, um, yeah, he's yeah. Definitely so I think the pits, I don't think factor. I would have found out about Mac until like he became more mainstream if I wasn't from Pittsburgh. So I think that's probably part of it too. 
Right. Um, I, I will say when I was up at school in Michigan, like multiple different people, when I say I'm from, when I'm first meeting them and I say I'm from Pittsburgh, they're like, Oh, like, do you, do you like Mac Miller? Like, that's like first question. And it's just, it's just cool that like he had that impact. And then, um, you know, to sum it up, let, let's just give for those who were interested in Mac Miller and like why, like we appreciate him some songs to listen to right now, like that define like who he is. If you don't know him or want to like, if you want to start liking him, there's so many people that have talked to me and they're just like, dude, like I like don't really like Mac Miller, but like I want to. And what would you say are like some songs that you'd suggest? Um, I would definitely, I'd tell him to listen to the entire on and on, be, on and on and beyond mixtape because it's like 15 minutes and every song is amazing. That's prob that might be my favorite Mac Miller project like ever. Wow. Um, it's yeah, it's 18 minutes and it's uh, six songs and literally every song is awesome. Um, after that, I would say uh, party on Fifth Ave. Like it depends what kind of vibe they're looking well, for. Well, no, though. you have like, to, you but you have to give them the, the full vibe. Like you have to give them a little taste of everything that he was. All right, I'm saying party on Fifth Ave because that's like super hype. Um, senior skip day. Okay, I like the song "The Spins." Same, but, but it got destroyed. It's so unfortunate. By you, yeah, by, by you one know of what. Our friends. <laughs> <laughs> Every party it gets played, and it's like, oh god, I it, know who's on. It rocks. is sad that that kind of crushed it for me, but whatever. Um. Yeah, so I'd say Party on Fifth Ave, Senior Skip Day, and then I'd just scroll up to Cinderella. Yes, dude. You put me onto that song. It is so And then so I'd just good. tell him to listen to all of Swimming and all of Circles. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say the like, same I'm not thing. Because I'm not going to like sit here and act like I can pick one or two songs off either of those albums. So right. I'd just be like, listen... Just listen to On and On and Beyond, Circles and Swimming, and then listen to like a few songs off of Kids and Cinderella because Cinderella, I think, might be the only good song on Divine Feminine. I would say, um, dude, not the fucking Dang with Anderson Pock. Oh, that is a f- fucking nice <laughs> single. Uh, no, dude, that's on fucking Divine Feminine. But Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, it was released as a single before that. Yeah, I would suggest, um, you know, listen to Nike's on my feet as well. Um, Objects in the Mirror is maybe my favorite Mac Miller song. And then, um, oh, if, I forgot about the question. What? The question? The oh, song? the song. <laughs> with, <laughs> I thought you, with meant, I thought you meant what my question was. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then if you take one thing away, if there's one thing you should do first, if you want to know Mac Miller, go on YouTube, look up Best Day Ever, and watch the music video. Oh, dude, I cried big time. Every time. I haven't watched it in a while, but I actually remember being at a party at, um, at our friend Leia's house, and someone put it on. And dude, I like immediately You're getting like emotional. I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, can you turn this off, bro? Like, yeah. It's too soon, bro. Like I, I can't hear this shit right now. Right. But if you watch the music video, it makes it like 10 times worse. And you'll like understand like, cause that's the wants. one where it's like the home video in the yep. beginning too. Mm-hmm. Right. It has him as like a three year old and yep. you're just like, fuck dude. Like this was a kid. Right. He was, what? 27. He was, yeah, he's in the 27 club, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Thank you for listening. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Um, yes. Look out for episodes weekly. We post uh, on Instagram at Tube Station Pod on Twitter. Now we're going to start using Twitter at the Tube Station. Thank you to everyone who continues to support us. We're going to have some special guests either next episode or the one after that. It will be a wild one. So look out for that. Uh, peace out.